Okay, we got a lot to cover with this week's market update. For this week, homeowners are buying two properties in the bet that hybrid work sticks. Inflation hits 40-year high again. Very disappointing news. And let's talk about what does that mean for your investments, but also what does it mean for real estate? Next, unicorn new companies list May of 2022. Lots of new companies newly minted as unicorns. We'll talk about a, another company made a big sublease of an office in Silicon Valley as they continue to expand. And who exactly is buying properties these days? How? Who are the people that are actually doing it? Who are the people supporting people for this? Those are all of the things we're going to go over this week. Of course, if you have any questions about the market, feel free to leave in the comments below. I'm happy to answer it, give you my personal take. I'm sure a lot of you guys have this, a similar thought of what should you be doing with your portfolio in this time. So let's talk about the first news. Homeowner is buying two properties in bet that hybrid work sticks. Flexible work schedules are ushering in new hybrid housing patterns. You see this actually happening all over. Uh, take a look at San Francisco, right? A lot of people still own their properties. There are condos in San Francisco. If they really needed to sell or they wanted to sell, I would suspect there'll be even more inventory than when you already see. But there's also a lot of people that say, you know what? I'm just going to hold on to it. Either I, I don't believe that the prices are uh, fair right now or they may believe it is undervalued. And or they may say, look, I'm going to be in San Francisco a couple of times a year, maybe a couple of times a week, a couple of times a month, whatever it is for their perspective. And I'm going to hold on to it and keep it right. So those are all factors as to how people are deciding what should they be doing. Look at Sacramento. We actually have quite a bit there. There's quite a people, people that bought in Sacramento. They may live there over, let's say, the weekends and they may have a Bay Area property, maybe a smaller Bay Area property. Right. It could be a condo here when they're actually here for for work. A lot of companies have required people to be back in work. If you work at Tesla, you need to be back at least 40 hours a week, which is equivalent to, let's say, four or five days a week. And so you see a lot of these opportunities there. Never mind. You have some other people that may take it to a much further extreme. Right? Some people have a, a SoCal property. Some people have a, a Florida property. Right. And so you have these different extremes because. Financing was so low before and people were able to lock it in and money was very liquid. So a lot of people made that decision to just buy another property and live in a couple in, in, in multiple of them throughout the year. So my guess is that uh, I don't think this this notion of a hybrid work will not exist uh, anymore. I think it will just be as it is. Obviously, if it's even more flexible, then that's just a pure relocation. So uh, that's not unusual from what I see with clients. Um, I don't see that uh, for clients at all. Rich, uh, thanks for tuning in. Chessa Boudin recalled. Yes, that was a big news too. I should have actually reported that. Property values in Essen will be going up. And that's the thing. There, that's, a, that's a big catalyst, right? What, what is, why is this material? Of course, it's still unknown, but hopefully it's hard to imagine things getting uh, worse from a, from a prosecutor that doesn't prosecute anybody. So hopefully moving forward, they elect somebody that's a lot stricter, that will take care of the crime that's been going on, uh, because those are all going to be very good catalysts for people to be and wanting to be in the city. Uh, I know there's three main things for most people in California. Uh, number one is housing affordability. 
Uh, and the number two on the list is typically crime, crime and safety. So any cities and any places that can uh, improve upon that um, is, is a very, very positive sign. So I don't believe it can get any worse, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Obviously, it'll, it'll take time for them to implement it and, and execute on, on a new on a new individual. So but that that, that also showed in a place as uh, liberal as it is in San Francisco. I'm glad that we see it. They've had enough. And they, they made they made the vote, and, and that's that's uh, that's what we'll be moving forward. Now, here is not good news, right? Inflation hits forty year high, and let's talk about what does that actually mean, just in general of the macro markets. What does it mean for you as a investor of your own portfolio? So, inflation has surged yet to another forty year high. Uh, so it's kind of interesting of the surging. The reality is actually increased about a percent from last month. The index has soared about 8.6% from a year ago. Grocery prices are up 11.9% annually, their highest rate since 1979, according to government data. Further, energy prices jumped 34.6% from a year earlier, with gas prices up 49%. A lot of this has to do with the war, quite frankly, right? If you actually look back at it, you know, why the grocery prices or food costs increase so much? Uh, Russia had been a very big exporter of natural gas uh, and also, I believe, a lot of fertilizer. And so if they if we if we said no to a lot of this or a lot of countries said no or they stopped producing altogether, then uh, that certainly impacts everybody. And uh, so we would. Some people may have thought, look, it's just a Russia you can roar. Let them figure out things out themselves. It doesn't impact us at any means. But as we can see over time, as it's been, I think, what, four months now, three and a half months, four months, uh, it's all adding up. So it's, it, it makes it very challenging for a lot of people, right? Because what does the Fed do in this situation? They basically do what they have been doing. The question is, do they accelerate it? Uh, they may be warranted to accelerate it because the interest rates or the inflation levels have not actually declined back down. And so do not be surprised with further rate hikes. Uh, it would be a little bit of a surprise if the rate hikes were actually uh, in the, the speed of the rate hikes was faster in terms of the, the basis points jump. Uh, but it shouldn't also be a surprise either um, because of what we see here. And so. What does that mean for you as a homeowner or home seller? It just depends. At the end of the day, the thing to always keep in mind is perspective of timing, right? Because inflation in this case also impacts your rent. And a lot of people don't need to necessarily sell. And so for a landlord, quite frankly, real estate is a very good hedge because right, their cost basis is the same. It's not like there's extra cost. I mean, yeah, there's extra cost of repairs, but that's so minimal relative to the value of a house. But your property tax saves roughly the same. You only increase by 2% a year anyways. Your mortgage is the same. It's locked in, right? So you're, you're, all, you're all set regardless of what happens with prices. But from a, comes to, from a cash flow perspective, when it comes to rents coming in, uh, you see that uh, will continue to increase to, to accommodate these levels and also accommodate people stopping to buy homes and rent instead. So typically rent 
has pressures to also increase pretty significantly. And you've already seen that over the course of the last year. And so real estate then continues to be a very interesting play, right? Because what are your alternatives as an individual? What are you, you need to think to yourself, what are you going to do to combat 8.6 inflation from an index perspective? It's actually much higher than that. But what are you going to do yourself, right? Do you buy real estate? Do you buy stocks? Do you buy crypto? Do you buy bonds? Do you sit in cash? The issue with cash is cash gets eaten up by this amount, which is a very significant amount, right? No savings, no no um, money market account will be able to help you there. And so that's the thing to keep in perspective. And also, if you're renting as a buyer, as a potential buyer, that you're questioning, oh, things will may go down, I could buy a discount, et cetera, et cetera. The, ch the challenge in your case is you are then paying a higher and higher amount each year, but you're also paying a lump sum over, you know, you're paying a lump sum uh, as you wait. And that's the downside for buyers because over a long period, things tend to do well and will continue to do well. Otherwise, to be fair, we all have much bigger problems anyways. So that's kind of what happens in the buy side. And if you're a seller or you own properties, you may be asking, what should you be expecting? Well, the fact is the market has certainly changed, but it's still relative to history, still some of the highest prices that there is. So for some of that short term, because you plan to sell maybe as a retirement, so a lot of your money may be in the home and you're needing to use that for other things, then those are opportunities to also sell, right? So at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong timing of it. You don't try to time the market. You try to have your time in the market, number one. Number two, it's all perspective of where you are also at. Right now, if you have multiple homes and you have a, you have a long time frame, then that's different. Then it's up to you. But it's also a very difficult thing for all of us to decide where should you be putting your money given all these things. Right. If inflation was at nothing, then that's different. But if it's at this levels, your your cash is getting eaten up. Rich, that is correct. Uh, an, an asset. And uh, if you uh, want it, if you're. Um, uh, if you're into that market, but it's also very e-liquid, is those hard things. Hence why uh, comic books done well, art can do well. You see Pokemon cards. I don't know if they're doing well anymore, but they're also very limited, right? And so there's this natural aspect of supply and demand. There's only uh, one Charizard or very few Charizards in mint condition at this time. And never mind, there's only so many booster packs left. So those are, those are society things. Next, uh, at the end of the day, Wow, we're going to keep hearing all these terrible news, right? Uh, recession, uh, layoffs, um, everybody's not doing anything. No, that's not what happens at the end of the day, right? These are opportunities for companies to really be able to focus in, to cut a lot of their excess fat, to be fair, and to be a lot more productive. At the same time, there's going to be lots of great companies that will come out of this. Because think about this. The ones that are able to get funding right now are those that are still promising, right? I mean, there's 34 newly new unicorn companies minted in May of 2022, right? This is all recent. This is not like, oh, this was a, from a year ago and, and now they're just doing a new round. No, look at all this capital still being raised and still all the things that are happening. And I guarantee coming out of this next two years, there's going to be some very 
important companies and some very large companies. So let's take a look at the Bay Area and see which ones, because if you are in a situation where you feel like, look, my company is not doing too hot, I need to consider, um, you know, making a move somewhere else, or I'm looking at a growth company, there are still plenty of companies that are available here. So let's take a look at this, right? Abnormal security, San Francisco-based email security. So there's a play here if you're in the San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Oakland-based teleport, there's access here. These are very, uh, very notable uh, venture capital firms. And that's the thing that you will see too, is typically it's going to be those more uh, known venture funds that are also able to ride these things out because they, they have one, a track record, two, they have long-term investors that know these things happen. So those are also uh, opportunities. Material security, right? So there are several there. Let's take a look at some other ones. Uh, there's one that was a very big one, Bay Area-based Glean. They work assistant for companies that connect their apps, led by Sequoia Capital, $100 million raise. Monte Carlo raised $135 million. Imply, another $100 million, right? I mean, these are big raises. Oh, this is a company that I used to work at, Octopus. Congrats on them. $100 million Series D, crazy, amazing, absolutely amazing. Mashkin, Series B. Touchless checkout system, new enterprise associate, Zip, raise a $43 million. Bay Area, look at this mega round. Talk about Bay Area biotechnology. Ultima Genomics came out of stealth with a $600 million funding round, the largest for this list of new unicorns. Investors, Andreessen Horowitz and Founders Fund, some of the biggest names in venture capital. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So that's the thing, right? Take a look at this. This is all in just like last month when everybody says the world is ending, the valuation is all gone. Nobody wants to do anything. You can see billions of dollars was invested during this time. A medium of $118 million in, in for each of these companies, right? So there's so much opportunity. So for people that say like everything is going to, going to nowhere, we're not going to do anything. Think about what these companies are doing and think about that as yourself, too, when you're thinking about buying or investing. Right. Yes, you, you can be more conservative. So you have more capital and that's what they're doing. They're raising capital for the rainy days ahead, but they're still raising capital and they're still using a lot of capital because they see the opportunity ahead of them. So no different than these companies and many others that they're still bolstering cash, which is important. You should always have more cash in these situations just in case for a rainy day, at the same time, continue to make investments because that's what they're doing. Because as things come out of it, um, a lot of people will do very, very well. So great. Congratulations to all those companies. And uh, if you're able to, if you actually work at any of those companies, leave it in the comment below. That's awesome for tuning in and love to get your thoughts of how things are going there because we, we need some good news from time to time. And this is, a, this is obviously certainly very big. Next. Tech company kicks big chunk of South Bay office space in expansion. Company plans to relocate headquarters to, to rental deal. This one is Peer Storage. So Peer Storage has signed a deal to sublease approximately 330,000 square feet of office space in Santa Clara Square. A big mixed-use tech housing and retail complex in Silicon Valley, according to JLL. So... Uh, where is Santa Clara Square? Santa Clara Square is actually quite nice. It's fairly close to the highway. As you drive by 101, um, 
you'll see a couple of kind of notable names. You have AMD, you have analog devices. Uh, and then within that square itself, you have a Whole Foods, you have some luxury, um, luxury apartments, uh, very luxury apartments. Uh, so yeah, very expensive uh, apartments. Um, and then you have some, some good restaurants. You have Eureka and you have a steakhouse. I don't know what the name of the steakhouse now is, but there's also a steakhouse nearby. That's that's also very good. But uh, no, it's always good to see these things continue to happen. Like people, those companies still sell down their roots. They, Pearshore has been here for over a decade. So it's good news for them um, continue to sell down the roots. Next, how uh, how are who's buying homes and how are people buying homes? Parents are buying homes for kids. Price out of the housing market. High property prices and mortgage rates means new homeowner. New home buyers are relying on assistance more than ever before. What's going to be, you know, some people you can you can interpret this in two ways. You can interpret this as, oh wow, all, a bunch of rich parents uh, are now just buying for their kids uh, because these kids are spoiled and or they have too much debt or whatever it may be. So you can have a, a very negative view of it, but you can also have a, a different view, which is a view that you need to be well aware of which is the wealth transfer that's going to be happening over the next decade. The amount of money our parents' generations has is absolutely insane. Like, it's just so much money. Now, it could be through a lot of things. And so you're going to see that wealth transfer happening. Now, it's not going to happen evenly, right? Some people will get a whole lot more than others, but that wealth transfer will be happening. And so what are some ways of how can parents support kids. They could help with travel costs, right? But you can always spend so much money on travel. You can also then buy housing and housing is a big part of that wealth transfer, whether it's passing up their existing home to them, which they probably would not like because kids now will have a different taste than, than what they, you know, what, where and what people liked before or their parents liked before, but you're going to see this massive migration. So there's going to be a lot of flooring support uh, when it comes to this wealth migration and this wealth transfer. And so that's that's the key that I want people to just be well aware of that wave of money it may not be all instant, but there's a big wave of money. Because what else are those individuals that are in the retirement age going to do with all of that money? Right. They can. Yeah, they can live lavishly themselves. But at the same time, they want to pay for it for the next generation. And, and this is a big part of it is giving some of their funds and money, uh, helping them out. And many times the very the biggest thing for most people, especially new grads or newer grads or people starting off with their family is, is housing. So we should see a lot of support there uh, for that. And so that's, that's great for those that are in that opportunity or that position to be able to do that. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's market update. Of course, if you have any questions, you can always contact me. 408-547-4590. We can talk about your goals of buying, selling, or investing in the Bay Area real estate or anywhere in the country. I'm happy to help as I have great contacts all across the country, regardless of you looking to invest or you moving to a different spot. Enjoy the weekend. I'll see you the next one. Bye now.